y'all. Welcome to And That's My Story podcast. I'm your host, Hannah, and I'm so glad you're tuning in. Each week on this podcast, I have a conversation with someone who shares with me their unique story in life and how it has shaped them and others. Today, I'm interviewing Pat Graff. Pat and her husband, Charles, are a retired couple that live in College Station, Texas. They host dinners every Sunday night for random Aggie students. I was lucky enough to be included in this group of students starting my freshman year. Pat and Charles are hospitable, welcoming, and just the taste of home you need as a college student. This story will inspire you to be welcoming to all and to pay it forward if you've ever been a part of something bigger than yourself. Pat, thank you so much for being on my podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. I love being in your home. Speaking of home, Pat lives in a beautiful garden home that is full of rabbits. Yep, you heard me right. No, these are not real rabbits, but merely over all of her things. Now, they are very tastefully blended in. You don't really notice them unless you really focus in. Then you start to see them all over vases, salt and pepper shakers, and paintings. It's kind of Pat's trademark. I once counted about 13 in her kitchen alone. For a token of my appreciation, I got her a platter with a rabbit on it that is now sitting on display in her china cabinet. Because I always think of having a full belly and we always have good conversation in here. So. Well, we love having, having all of y'all here. Well, thank you. Okay, so could you tell me first off just a little bit about your background and how you met your husband and when y'all met? Her husband Charles came home right before the interview. I asked him if he wanted to be in it, and he said he would probably just talk over Pat or interrupt her to tell his version of the story, so he figured he'd better be quiet and make lunch instead. Throughout the interview, you might hear Charles in the kitchen. We, uh, I am a retired school teacher. Okay. I taught 30 years at Vernon High School. Mm-hmm. When I retired, I was in business for several years with four of my really good friends. We had a gift store. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was an all-purpose gift store. Our husband, they said it was not a profitable Okay. But we loved it. Mm -hmm. We had a great deal of fun. fun. It was a social event. Mm -hmm. And then we sold it when we moved to College Station. Okay. Uh, Charles and I met... Uh, we had been married 32 years. We met 34 years ago. Okay. Oh. His daughter and my daughter were friends, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how I met Charles. He had retired from the Air Force mm-hmm. and moved back to Vernon, where okay. I was teaching. And then how did y'all get to College Station? Well, his blood is definitely maroon. He okay. is a 1960 Aggie grad. Okay. Uh, and we were coming to College Station for all the home games. Mm -hmm. We were coming for football, Mm -hmm. baseball, basketball. Pat is not exaggerating when she lists off all of these sports she attends. If there's a sports game, you better believe Pat and Charles will be there. This woman has some major spirit. And the opportunity presented itself for us to move down here, and we did it. And y'all packed up your bags. We packed up and moved. I had lived in Vernon since 1970. Wow. So over 40-some-odd years, Mm -hmm. and he originally was from that area. Okay, wow. So when when did y'all start hosting meals? We started right after we moved down here. Okay. 
uh, our grandson was a freshman, mm-hmm. and I knew quite quickly that if I was going to see him, mm-hmm. I was going to have to feed him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started doing that every Sunday night and mm-hmm. told him to invite his uh, roommates or friends or whatever, and we started out with just a small group. Then uh, as time progressed, we met more kids or they met more kids mm-hmm. and invited them uh and then uh two of the young men we met at in omaha mm-hmm. at wow. the college world series oh, wow. when a m was there they sat with us at our at a tailgate and they were going to be freshmen uh-huh. and i told them what we did and invited them and so we got them as part of our group and then uh, like another my nephew Mm -hmm. uh, knew uh, someone in uh, Lubbock who was the attorney for his (laughs) co-op. I laugh because Pat's now talking about me and my connection to her. And he said I want you to put her on our list. Wow. So that's, we added one more there, and then they bring their boyfriends <laughs> or they bring their girlfriends. Yes. And we are now up to about, oh, 15 maybe. Yeah, it's it's really grown. We I... have uh, a couple of relatives, mm-hmm. but most, uh, all the kids are from all over the state of Texas. They have all kinds of majors. Mm-hmm. And... They are a fascinating bunch of young people. It really is. That's one of the things I love about it is that I probably would never have met any of the people that come to eat on a daily basis just in my classes that I go to. And so coming here, it was a nice change of scenery because I was meeting business majors, BIMS majors, uh, meteorologists majors. That's right. Yeah, so that's one of the reasons why I really love it. And they all have such a, a neat story mm-hmm. to tell yes. they're all individuals uh, and it, another thing it has done for me and Charles it has kind of restored our faith in the American youth wow. because we hear so many horrible stories about kids this and kids don't do that and all and the kids we're dealing with are truly all American healthy happy mm-hmm. old-fashioned yeah. kids yes good grounded morally upright kids i agree with that yeah well do you think you'll continue to do this for oh, well as long, long <laughs> as long as we're able uh yeah we enjoy yeah. doing it i i love coming especially last year when i lived in the dorm and i was just eating probably not very good food right. at the dorm cafeteria it was always so nice when i could leave the campus and come here and sit around the table like family style like family exactly because yes. i mean i i did that with my parents when i lived in back in lubbock we ate every single night at the table around the dinner table and then yeah. it's lost when you come here so. it is and i think that's important and another thing that i hope these kids understand is the importance of the aggie network mm-hmm. because when they came to a and m they joined a big network Mm -hmm. of people huge huge network and they just can see kind of how it works Mm -hmm. it's a very open friendly network and aggies are everywhere that was charles's phone ringing out Mm -hmm. to help you i agree i agree because 
I mean, we're all such small fish in a huge pond That's right. now. Since I have known Pat, she has given me two different contact information of people in the College Station area that I needed to talk to for class. She is the perfect example of the Aggie Network. That we can, can help and, and maybe somewhere down their line uh, as they graduate and go out, they can too yeah, exactly. open their homes up to, to kids. Exactly. And, it's and inspired me a lot. I mean, I hope that one day, I don't know wherever I'll live, but... It's inspired that's me right. to just be kind to everyone, even that's, though they're not, they won't be my own children. That that's I can right, open because up my they're house. all, they're all basically, they're just, and, and you know, having worked with high school teenage kids mm-hmm. for 30 years, mm-hmm. that truly is where my love is. Yes. With, with, with high school kids. That's so great. Yeah. I then asked Pat to recall the wild goose chase she went on just to get a special ingredient for a dessert she was cooking for us. Oh, I needed. <laughs> something that was called that famous chocolate cookie Mm -hmm. from Nabisco. Mm -hmm. And I went all over just about the state of Texas trying (laughs) to find them and finally found them in an Albertsons in Colleyville, Texas. That is crazy that it, it you did was. all of that just for our dessert that we were eating. Well, that and I night. thought, oh, and it was such a good dessert. Too, it was so good that uh, I thought, now this is what I want to make for the kids. And it took me forever <laughs> to find them. I had been everywhere. You better believe that after she told us about the extent of the preparation for that dessert alone, we went on and on about how delicious it was. Another dessert that a lot of kids had not eaten was homemade ice cream. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't know if I've been here when you've had that. You, I, have, I, I didn't know. I missed that one. Uh, because we, make, we usually make homemade ice cream mm-hmm. a couple of times. And for a lot of them, they had never eaten homemade ice cream. Which is crazy. And they had never had ice cream floats. Oh, that's a classic. You I have know. to have that. I know. I think I've had a root beer float here, yeah, maybe. I think you've I had think a root beer yes. or... Uh, a Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yep. that sounds yummy. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's pretty much concluded everything that I wanted to talk about. Okay, so good. Thank you so much for oh, enjoy doing being it. on the podcast. You bet. The story of Pat and Charles and their good deeds towards generations of Aggies reminds me of a movie called Pay It Forward. In this movie, a teenager does a favor for someone and in return asks for that person to also do something good. This is a lot like Pat and Charles. They have cooked and listened to all of these kids over the years. The only way for me to personally repay Pat and Charles is by paying it forward and helping someone else along the way in my future. I hope this story inspires you to do the same. Pat and Charles Graff, two people who feed our stomachs, feed our hearts, and who hopefully fed a desire to be generous and welcoming to all. I hope everyone is having a fabulous week and is remembering to enjoy the little things in life. Tune in next episode for another fantastic story.